This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 1299. Who, that, or which? Necessary IELTS Grammar. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. How can you know which relative pronoun to use on IELTS speaking and writing? Who, which, or that? Today you will find out and we will share band nine example sentences for the highest vocabulary scores. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, my friend Aubrey. We are here to talk about grammar for IELTS. And, you know, I'm pretty proud of us that we could make grammar interesting. Yes, we <laughs> promise we will make this interesting. This is extremely useful grammar for the IELTS exam, but it's still going to be a very fun episode. So don't tune out. And you guys are super lucky because Jessica just finished writing a textbook a chapter about these relative yep. pronouns. So you guys get this little benefit because <laughs> it's top of mind for her, right? <laughs> I was really excited actually when I saw this um, task to essay mistake that you uh, that you sent with the relative pronoun mistake. And I'm like, oh yeah, perfect. I like literally just wrote um, like three pages yesterday about relative pronouns for this other textbook project. So I was like, oh my God, easy, perfect, love it. Okay, so let's get into it. So today guys, we're gonna um, share with you a recent student mistake in a task two essay with a relative pronoun and explain the issue. Because we know that this is such a common mistake, guys. And if you want a seven or higher on grammar, you have to get these relative pronouns correct. Exactly right. And we do see this error quite often in yeah. writing, especially writing task two, but we also hear it in IELTS speaking. So yeah. this is definitely one that once you're aware of it, it's really not that difficult. It's something you'll be able to quickly change, start noticing to affect your grammar scores. So this is one thing that's worth spending a few minutes listening to this podcast today to up level your grammar. Definitely. Because like, um, it is hard to read all of the rules for all of the relative pronouns and then like be able to just automatically use them. You can't do that. Right. So that's why we're breaking it down today, guys. We are only going to talk about who, that and which. You just need to perfect like one or two things at a time, you know, and then you move on to the next thing. So let's get into this mistake. Aubrey, can you read that sentence? And guys, listen and see if you can catch the mistake here, okay? Yeah, so this was from a task two essay. The sentence was, however, my perspective is that those countries who obtain more resources have to bear higher responsibilities. Ooh, I wonder if you caught the mistake. You know, um. This is like, 
I could actually imagine a native speaker making this mistake, maybe because you think like countries are full of people. I'm talking about the people. So like I have empathy for this mistake. It does like make make. sense. Mm -hmm. Totally. But guys only use who if you're talking about a person or a group of people. And like a country isn't just a group of people. A country is the land, the resources. You know what I mean? So it, it doesn't work here. We can't use who in that sentence. Right. So instead, you would need which, right? Those countries which obtain more resources. And we are going to go through today and give you some great examples for IELTS answers of when you would need to use who, which, or what is the third one? That. That. (laughs) Scroll down. Jessica wrote that part. Oh, good. That. Super useful. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's first talk about who. So again, guys, The rule here, remember, just try and keep it simple. So only use who when you are adding a detail because these are relative pronouns. We use relative pronouns to add details about nouns in sentences. And guys, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, that if you want a good score on IELTS, you must add details. So relative pronouns, it's a no brainer. You have to learn these guys because they are. They improve your grammar score and they improve the fluency score, the task score, because they allow you to add specific information. So who? We use this to add a detail about a person or a group of people in a sentence. So for example, speaking part two, describe a person you respect. What can we say? You might say, my mother who has always been there for me, is just the best. And because this is non-defining, it's not necessary in the sentence. You separate it with commas. Right. And so, yes, guys, we know this is a speaking example, but we are trying to teach you as much as we can in a short amount of time. So if you're writing this sentence, right, then you have to have commas around that clause because it is non-defining, which means it is not necessary to understand who we're talking about. So we can say, my mother is just the best, but we want to add some extra detail. So my mother who has always been there for me, is just the best, right? If we take that clause out, we still know what mother you're talking about. (laughs) You know what I mean? So let's contrast that with this second example, guys, and you'll really understand this idea of defining and non-defining. Aubrey? Yeah, so this one is defining. There would be no commas. And the answer would be, the person who I respect the most is my mom, actually. And it'd be a comma before actually, but not before who. You need that to find out who you're talking about. You can't remove that who I respect the most. Exactly, exactly. Because if you just say, if we remove that and say the person is my mom, that like totally changes the sentence. I'm like, what person? What are you even talking about right now? So again, like this is necessary information. So we don't have commas around the clause. The person who I respect the most is my mom. So what a great introduction uh, sentence for that speaking part two answer. And here's a quick example for speaking part one. You might be asked, what do you do on the weekend? You could say, most of the time I go out with my friends who sometimes have to be convinced. If they give me too much grief, we usually just stay in and watch a movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bonus vocab. If they give me too much grief. Um, that's just like if they complain a lot. <laughs> yes. I'll say this to my kids a lot. Stop giving me grief. 
<laughs> Stop complaining. <laughs> it's so funny because like, guys, if you look up grief in the dictionary, literally, it's like, it's like, um, it's like mourning. It's like great sadness because you lost something. You know what I mean? Grief is like a huge emotion. And so again, like, this is just another way we love to exaggerate and have fun in English. If you're just like, oh, my kids are giving me grief. My boss has given me grief, you know? So fun. All right. Awesome. So let's move in to which. Now, which is a relative pronoun. What are the rules here? When do we use it? Yeah. So this we're using to describe a place, a country, like in that example from the task two, pretty much anything except people or groups of people, then we'll say which. And it's always non-defining. So you'll always need that comp. I mean, I would choose who to describe to add information about people. But honestly, it's not wrong to say like the person which has inspired me the most. You know what I mean? Like that is also acceptable, but it's better to use who when you're describing people for sure. That's a really good point. It's the other way that's really a no-no to ever have a person and say which. You have to have who there. But the other way around is acceptable. Yeah, totally. So which is the relative pronoun that is non-defining? So we're always going to use commas around it. It's always going to introduce a detail, which is not necessary to the sentence, but it's nice to know. Right, exactly. (laughs) All right. So for example, guys, a speaking part three question. What do you think can be done to improve the education system in your country? And I might say schools, comma, which never have enough funding, comma, should be supported by the government in order to improve programs. Perfect. I love it. Um, so what a like a complex, a great complex structure, guys. Um, you know that you need a few complex sentences to get a good grammar score. So really, guys, just learn a few complex structures perfectly. Relative pronouns are a must. They're easy to use. They're easy to learn the rules. We use them all the time. So if you're reading a lot, you are seeing them a lot, which makes it easier to use. You know what I mean? Because you're surrounded with tons of examples. So definitely, guys, learn these rules today. Okay. What about if the part three question is like, or even a task two question, um, is crime a problem in your country? Yeah, we could answer and say police, which are quite prevalent where I live, are effective in keeping crime rates down. So instead of just saying there are plenty of police, they keep you're just boosting the, the complex sentence, a higher level way of speaking. This would be very impressive to the examiner. For sure. And bonus vocab. Prevalent. So that's an adjective. What does prevalent mean? Yeah, common. You'll see them quite a bit, right? So if you say police are prevalent, that means you see them a lot when you're out and about. They're um, visible. I like the idea of learning this in conjunction with ubiquitous as an adjective because ubiquitous is like one step higher. You know, ubiquitous is like everywhere, everywhere you look. And prevalent is just like a little bit less than ubiquitous. Yes. Ubiquitous (laughs) might be a little much for police. If police were ubiquitous, I'd be like, do I need to be spending this kind of tax money for a cop on every corner? Prevalent is good. That would be like a military state. Yeah, exactly, right? Too much. Like like an apocalyptic future RoboCop thing. Exactly. Yeah. We have a police state, I feel like. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. So finally, guys, last thing today, that as a relative pronoun, it is only used for defining 
clauses, which means we don't use commas around that clause. And it is necessary to understand the sentence. It is necessary to understand what this noun is that you're describing, right? So for example, I just had a class yesterday with a student that wrote about this task two question. What are the causes of disrespectful student behavior in schools? So, of course, it was a longer task two question, but that was part of it. Um, and here is an example sentence with that. You could say, the chief reason that pupils are exhibiting disappointing attitudes is the lack of time they have with their parents. Who should be taking on the responsibility of ethical education? I see what you did um, there. That was that. amazing. You added who. You see, with both of them in the sentence, bam, amazing grammar. And I was pretty excited about that. Um, so just as a side note, guys, um, this, like the beginning of this, the chief reason that blah, 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 like this is literally a sentence from a three keys template. So not only do the three keys IELTS essay templates tell you what linking words to use, what ideas go where in the essay, it's a whole map, but it also has this bonus of like making sure you do have some complex structures because that is part of the template sentences, you know? Um, so just wanted to say another bonus for Three Keys essay templates. Um, guys, if you're curious about the Three Keys IELTS online course, it now comes with lifetime access and personalized feedback for every student in speaking and writing. So check that out, guys. Go to allearsenglish.com slash keys. That's K-E-Y-S. And check that out. Awesome. Um, all right. Awesome. What a great grammar episode today. Yes, absolutely, guys. Practice these in speaking answers and when you're writing practice essays so that they're super easy and quick on test day. Awesome. And check out Three Keys IELTS, our online course, guys. Guaranteed to increase your IELTS score. Allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Aubrey. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.